With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. The Washington Nationals have been as busy as anyone, I think, here at the winter meetings as far as discussions and rumors go. Tim McMaster along with our MLB.com Nationals reporter, Jamal Collier. And Jamal, as we record this on Tuesday afternoon, things haven't gone well on that front. We learned Chris Sale is heading to Boston and not Washington. It seemed like the Nationals were the front runners most of the way. Maybe that's because there was just more smoke around them than Boston. Um, how disappointing a hit is this to the Nationals that they're not adding Chris Sale? It's definitely a setback. And now the Nationals have to kind of figure out exactly what the best way to pivot from this strategy is. They really have refocused themselves over the last couple of days or so to make Sale the top target here and to uh, you know be willing to unload some of their top prospects and some of their best guys. But they just simply couldn't match the offer that the Red Sox uh, really put forward when you have a guy like Moncada who's the best hitting prospect in the majors right now. The Nationals were not willing to put a guy like Trey Turner on the table. So that, you know, just kind of they weren't able to match that with, with their best offer, which they did put forward here if they put guys like Giolito and Robles uh, on the table. But, uh, yeah, it's definitely a disappointment for the Nationals and kind of a little bit of a gut punch because they've got their hands in a lot of things. And so far, this offseason have kind of come up short in a lot of those respects. The other one was Andrew McCutcheon, which isn't dead. I mean, Andrew McCutcheon has not been traded. Still a pirate as of now. <laughs> he is a Pittsburgh pirate. And it seems like that just kind of quieted down because maybe they were at a little impasse and then the Nationals. I mean, you can only do so much in a 24-hour stretch. You focus on sale. You get away from McCutcheon. What are the chances they go back in that direction? Yeah, as far as yesterday, like you said, and they did kind of shift their focus and, and, and go back to sale. But um, what the words I heard about yesterday for McCutcheon is that it wasn't any more likely that it happened than it was at last week, but also wasn't any less likely. So they definitely haven't necessarily given up on that deal. Um, they just kind of reached a, kind of a stalemate at some point with the Pirates and uh, had shifted their focus and, and see. But they still obviously have these, these, these prospects, and they've got these guys who – um, they have been willing to, to trade, and, and they're going to get the same thing necessarily for sale than they would for McCutcheon, probably not. But uh, they're definitely, there's still some, something to be said there, and it's going to be interesting to see whether or not they want to focus on McCutcheon or kind of uh, try out some of the other things they have. Because they, uh, the way Rizzo described it is they've got a lot of kind of lines in the water right now, and they've got a, a, a lot of different ways that they could go, whether it be bigger moves like a guy like McCutcheon or some kind of smaller moves to try to improve their team a little bit around the margins. Um, so they just kind of refocus here and see exactly what the best course of action is. As far as the names of prospects that have been involved in both deals, they've been the same. I mean, they've been Giolito and Robles and whether or not Robles would – I guess it was almost – would Robles be involved in McCutcheon as opposed to, hey, he's definitely going to be involved in sale. So is that the biggest question mark now that goes back to McCutcheon is, is it going to be Giolito and Robles, and, and where do you go from there? And, and just what are they comfortable giving up exactly for McCutcheon? And if it is, if it's both of those guys, 
probably not something they want to do right now. If it's, if it's one of those guys, uh, perhaps there's maybe something else they can kind of work out. But I think it's just the Robles is obviously he's the number two prospect. I believe we have him rated uh, uh, as on MLB.com, and you know he's a guy who people are going to want. Same with Giolito. He's you know probably about a year ago he would have he was the top prospect in baseball. Still one of the top prospects in all of baseball. Um, and as far as a pitching prospect, a guy who profiles the number one starter like that is somebody that people are going to have interest in. Um, and to get something, the Nationals are going to have to probably part ways with one or not both of those guys. How much pressure do the Nationals uh, feel just being here? I mean, we're just outside of Washington, D.C. Historically, the, the home team at the winter meetings right, seems to always make a splash. And you almost have to because other teams have some media. All your media is here. Yeah. Do they feel that a little bit? Is that I don't I don't think they're thinking I, about. I'm putting it every the pressure day, on them. But. Yeah, exactly. No, no. <laughs> it's it's, it's uh, I asked Riz a little bit about whether the increased urgency, not necessarily just about being here, but just the way the season ended. And now this is three times in the last five years um, that you won the division, had a strong team, and then kind of not been able to go past the first round. Um, and he denied that and kind of refuted any questions that their window is closing or that any of those questions because they do have a lot of good young core players, a guy like Trey Turner to complement the Harper and Scherzer and, and Murphy. And they do have a, a, a not a strong top of the prospects. They also have a deep farm system as well um, where he still feels like this is a team that can compete and be competitive over the long haul. Now, definitely there are things that in the next couple of years you want to capitalize and take advantage of uh, and, and possibly win now while you really have that, uh, that strong core together and the division is a little bit down. But uh, they right now have denied that they feel any extra pressure, extra urgency to necessarily improve their team and really capitalize on this right now. The other near-miss closer, which is a spot we, we knew this team wanted, and they wanted Mark Melanson because he's a guy that obviously finished the year with the Nationals and, and was so good with the Nationals. He goes to the Giants um, maybe just by this much more of a bid from the Giants. Um, there's two more big-time closers out there as far as free agency. There's other guys through trades. Um, they were willing to give a lot of money to Mark Melanson. Are they willing to give that much more money to a, a Jansen or a Chapman who want maybe five to six years, and then maybe you're looking at 80, 85? Who knows? Yeah. Um, you know, so Rizzo's also admitted that they can't just spend wildly. Right. You know, they can't necessarily just take on a bunch of payroll and uh, spend freely necessarily. Um, we kind of have seen them in the past these kind of deferred contracts and throw some of the money back. So potentially they could offset it in that way if, if Chapman or Jansen. They're going to they're gonna definitely be in the running oh, for those guys and see exactly what the numbers are going to be and see exactly what it would be. Um, but they do have, they can have the ability to add payroll and they do value those guys differently than they do Melanson. So it's not necessarily because they couldn't go or didn't go past a certain number for Melanson that they won't for these other guys. Um, but they probably won't win this bid because of simply a money thing and they're willing to pay more money than other teams. Um, so really for them, they're looking at all options. They do want to add in the bullpen. That's probably still one of their top goals that they're going to do something there. Uh, they like a lot of the in-house options they have. So potentially one of those guys will slide into the closer role. Maybe a guy like Sean Kelly or Blake Schreiner or Sammy Solis um, that, that doesn't have any experience but has really good stuff and has the, the tools to try to make up. And then you fill in uh, other pieces in your bullpen who may be less expensive, who may come in a trade somewhere else uh, and kind of be those second-tier guys as opposed to the, the elite quote-unquote of, of Jansen and Chapman. Bryce Harper made some headlines here at the winter meetings on Monday. Imagine, uh, story, he always makes headlines. Yeah, <laughs> story from, from Bob Nightingale, I guess, is the one who had the story, but that in a couple of years when he's a free agent, he's going to be looking for $400 million, whether it's 10 years, 400, 12 years, 400, yeah. and then the Nationals not interested apparently in that kind of money. But to me, 
based on the 2015 Bryce Harper more than the 2016 Bryce Harper, you see where contracts are going in baseball, and you think of the age he's going to be. It's going to be an unprecedented situation. It doesn't seem crazy to me. Absolutely not. I mean, the, the way the revenue is, like you said, and the guy's background and pedigree and the accolades that he's already accrued here at 24 years old, uh, entered his age 24 season next year, um, he's almost certainly going to, him and probably Manny Machado are almost locks to break uh, whatever record contracts in Major League Baseball right now is Giancarlo Stanton's contract or whatever it might be at that point. Um, whether or not the Nationals are going to be willing to pay that or, or go into that kind of remains to be seen, but we're talking about two years. It's a long time, <laughs> and a lot of things can happen in two years, and a lot of negotiations still are left to be ha to happen. Um, and hey, Bryce Harper's coming off a, a down season. For them to not be lining up to give him four hundred million dollars after that year makes perfect sense. Um, you know whether or not they, how much they've discussed that at this point, it, it kind of it remains up for debate. But you know, right now, just because necessarily they're not handing him out $400 million, and he's probably not rushing to sign an extension as well because we know his agent is, and we know that once he gets there to free agency that he could potentially make more than that. If, if he has two seasons like he did in 2015, the next couple of years, you know, we may be talking about 400 and say, man, remember we thought Bryce was only going to get $400 million. So uh, a lot can happen in two years, and I think it's just way too early to dismiss that he's definitely gone. Um, but the Nationals, of course, have to be prepared in case he's, he does want to leave. This has been MLB.com Extras, our Nationals Winter Meetings edition for Jamal Collier. I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next time. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.